Hi folks, welcome to Waterbound. Hey guys, this is Link. And Ted. And this is our little podcast about whitewater paddling in the southeast. And uh, this is episode 28. Yeah, 28. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, uh, yes. all right. Well, we, uh, you know, we do this podcast, talk about whitewater. We usually drink a beer or two. And uh, tonight, Link, what are we, what are we drinking? Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, we're enjoying a little uh, cornucopia of uh, some, uh, you know, some beers that were left over for the last episode. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah, Sierra Pale Ale, Low Pitch, uh, Juicy IPA. And uh, you got a hot paint over there, over there. So I do, I do. And uh, so we just had this discussion a second ago about these beers and like, the, you know, which order should we drink them in? Should mm. we drink them in? Very, very good. We have a guest here. We, we won't reveal who this guest is, but the guest can comment on this too. What are you drinking, guest? Mystery guest. I'm <laughs> I'm drinking Behringer Main Vine Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm not drinking beer. Wow, that is fancy. All right. Yeah, it's very fancy. Yeah. yeah. So we had a little we had a little discussion uh, while we were uh, getting ready for the podcast, and because we had decent beer and then okay beer. Yeah. And we were trying to decide: should you drink like your cheaper beer first, like work your way up, which was Links. I, I like to work my way up the food chain. Way up. So I'd like I, to start with like a lighter beer, pale ale, and then work my way to hoppy, more hoppier, you know, porter, stout for dessert, something like that. And I had the reverse. I said, I start with the good stuff because after a few, I'm, you know, got a buzz. <laughs> I got to, you know, it, it, I don't need my sixth beer to be the best beer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Julie? I actually did this experiment once, and I agree with you, Link. I think you have to work. You have, you have to go from the crappy to the good beer. Oh, okay. I think it, yeah. it just builds the flavor. You know the, the yeah. The because when when you try to go backwards, it just doesn't work out so well, in my opinion. Yeah, that's just my opinion. That's that's all great. right. Well, folks will have to write in, and and we'll start a survey. We'll do a survey. <laughs> survey <Yeah>. says. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, here we are and special guest link. I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. Um, uh, tonight guys, uh, we're interviewing, um, Julie Sutton, who's a friend of mine, uh, raft guide extraordinaire from Colorado and, um, just a, a great lady to, uh, paddle with and, uh, good friend for many years now. Um, we work in, um, we've never worked in Colorado together, but, um, we have worked, uh, in West Virginia on the Gully River, um, each fall for like, what is it? How many years have you been up there? Cause I was, I was there before you came out. Yeah. This is, this um, is my 16th season as awesome. it turns out. Awesome. I was impressed by that. <laughs> Definitely. I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah. So Julie is, uh, uh, river manager at Arkansas River Tours in Cotopaxi, Colorado, on the Arkansas River. Um, she's also she she wears many hats. Um, she's a social media coordinator for the U.S. Rafting Association um, on the USA Women's Rafting Team uh, under the uh, Open and Masters divisions, and she's also a coach for younger uh raft racers uh in the uh, under 23 and and under uh or night was yeah, it under under 19, under, under 19 teams yeah yep. so yeah she wears a lot of hats so how are you doing tonight julie i'm doing i'm i'm doing good i uh i've got my wine so i feel all right and so uh listeners probably know that normally we're talking to people right here in my kitchen or on site somewhere but uh but tonight we're trying something out new and hopefully this is working out well and everybody can uh, hear it we'll, we'll we'll work on it but uh we're skyping this in and so yeah we got a little little uh i don't know we'll see how the technology works out for <laughs> us <laughs> but uh but thanks for being here we appreciate it and uh hopefully this will this will come out great 
Definitely. Thank you, Julie. Oh, fingers crossed. I think it's going to work out perfectly. All so, right. So let's uh, let's let's jump right into a new um, kind of a, a new format for um, you know when we're, when we do interviews, uh, seeing as we have pretty much solely become a paddling <laughs> a paddling podcast. Um, what was uh, two 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 questions? Two part okay. question. What was your first river? And what was your first boat? Mm. Are you asking me? Do I get to go first? <laughs> yes, you definitely you are. You. You we, are we've, the, yes, yeah. we've told ours like every week. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear our sob story again. Uh, so the the first river I was ever on was the Snake River, but I was as a custy. And so um, when you talk about my first boat, that the first boat that I experienced was a, a bucket boat um out oh, there cool, cool. yeah so, so i'll stop you right there so i always yeah. ask the, the 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 stupid questions but you have to i know what a bucket boat is but for some of our listeners they probably know more than i do but uh explain that there it's a it's a raft without holes in the bottom so like rafts have eight chambers the floor and you know then the side chambers and then the the tubes and this, and then to allow um, to them to stay afloat, they have holes. And so the water goes in, the water can go back out. But this boat, the floor was kind of is sewed in. Um, and so the water goes in and it stays in. So you have to have a bucket, an actual bucket to like get the water out. So Bail it out. Track better. Bail it out. All yeah. right. Yeah. Versus the self bailers that we have. Uh, yeah. Now. But all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a great <laughs> question. Right man. Um, that's an awesome you know, first experience because, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that will, may never ever experience a bucket boat. That's what, what I learned to guide in was, was bucket boats. So, um, what was your, what was your first personal boat or the first boat you ever bought or, you know, were given? Uh, yeah. The first boat that I ever bought was a, that personally was a dagger infrared. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a great lake learning river running boat. Yep, yep. In my opinion. And I and, had it for years. And what river did you paddle that on when you were starting out? The Arkansas. Yep, in Colorado. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, um, you know, give us a little bit of uh, your, you know, your background, Julie. I mean, I, you know, I know some of it. I, I don't. Uh, you know, plan to say that I know everything, but let's uh, test let's but, test yeah. Link's knowledge of your history. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so is it? Um, well, my my background is um, I I came from Nebraska. I'm actually from Nebraska. I'm not a native Coloradan, and I uh, had gone out to the Snake River in Wyoming for several you're not, years. You're not a native Kool Aid. I am not a native Kool Aid. <laughs> I would like a lot of people to know that I, I can't embrace it the way some people can. But anyways, yeah. So I came from Nebraska and um, I, I went uh, boating in Wyoming on the Snake River. And I thought this was, this is the best job in the world. How do I get this job? And for, for five years, I kept going back trying to figure out how to get that job as a raft guide. Um, and I was like too scared to ask the raft guides how they got their job. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. And so finally, I was um, as a lifeguard in, in at the rec center at my college, and this girl had a photo of herself on the wall. Her name was Katie Klotvike, and she was from Iowa. And what? it was like, yeah, I was like, that was my end because I was like, well, if she can do it, if a girl from Iowa can do it, then <laughs> I'm from Nebraska. <laughs> I'm a, a girl from Nebraska. Like this is literally what I thought girl from Nebraska would uh, definitely do this. And so I applied to get uh, into training and um, they didn't accept me <laughs> right no, away. No. no, they didn't accept me. Where, they, where they, was that? Where was that, Julie? Uh, in Colorado on uh, at the company I ended up working for. They, they let oh, okay. me, into yeah, they let me into training a week before training start. The, the owner called me up and he was like, Hey, can you make it here by like Sunday? <laughs> I was like, um, yeah. I'll figure it out. So that's how kind of how I got started. And 
man, I was, I wasn't very good when I started. I tried real hard though. And like four days into it, I was like, I have to quit and go home. I'm so bad at this. And then for some reason I persevered and now, um, was it 19 years later? I'm still raft guiding. So yeah. Awesome. That's, uh, that's that background. That's my, my raft guiding background. Yeah. And, and so that was, um, when you, when you, came to train in Colorado, that was with Arkansas River Tours, and that's who you're still with now. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And you're, yep. you're the river manager there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing in, in our industry. Um, as folks know, I'm Alistair Raff Guide, and I've, I've moved around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Some companies I've, I've been with for quite a while, and other companies I, I used to move around a good bit, but you know, that, that's a testament to, uh, you know, I mean, perseverance and, and, uh, you know, dedication and doing what you love. Well, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Yeah. And that means that people can stand to be around her longer than they can link me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Well, the same thing happened when I came out here because I, I came out here to West Virginia. I'm in West Virginia right now probably my sixth year of guiding and I've worked at pretty much the same company. The company has changed names, but I stuck around here. I didn't feel like I wanted to go start over anywhere else. But, uh, so yeah. do y'all, do, are y'all both, do y'all work for the same company up there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. And maybe you said that when you started. Yeah. Adventures on the Gorge. Um, we, we both met when it was formerly known as classics river runners, which, you know, there was four companies that merged to form nope. Adventures on the Gorge, which were Class Six, Riverman, uh, Mount River Tours, and Songer. So, but you know, and that's and that's kind of the cool thing about up there uh, in West Virginia. AOTG is is just the you know Class Six. Whenever I came there, I was like, whoa, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, guiding that that long, you know, the average guide experience, I think whenever I got there, it was like 10 years, uh, you know, and everybody was a trip leader and it was just amazing the, the quality of people you worked with. And, and the saying was, went as the saying went, um, was, um, you know, class six is where river guides went to retire when they retired from being a raft guide at other companies, they went to class six cause it was just a higher, higher standard, higher, higher class of just, you know, of, of experience and, and, uh, you know, guides. So that's, you know, and that's what we brought to AOTG. So, and it's pretty much the same there. I agree with you, Link. I was, uh, when I, when I started, I, I thought I had a lot of seniority because in, in, in Colorado, like six years, you've been, you've been sticking around for a while, but when yeah. I came out here, like there was guides that were training me that were 20 and 25 year guides. And that just, um, and lots of them. It wasn't just like one or two. It was right. uh, like a whole handful of, of guides with that much experience. So that was a, a lot of really good learning when I came out here, for sure. Well, did you have, you know, when you were starting out out there, other than sort of guide school uh, or training or whatever, I mean, did you do mostly, I mean, was it trial and error? As you, you, know, you said, you started out, you weren't great. Um you know, did you just figure it out through trial and error? Did you have somebody kind of help you out or was it like a, just a, you know, continuing, I don't know, like it just, (laughs) you know, I I don't know if you had a mentor or if you just like figured it out after a while. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I had a mentor, but no, we had a formal guide training and it lasted about two weeks. And then after about two weeks, they put all the trainees in their own boat. And so then you go and kind of, that's, I guess when you screw up a lot, because there's no one there to like tell you you're, you're doing it wrong <laughs> or you're going to the wrong place or I wouldn't do that if I were you. Um, so yeah, there was formal training and my, my mentor. Uh, so my, my river manager when I started was also female and that's kind of unheard of um, and was kind of unheard of for quite some time. And it was really cool for me to have somebody that I could very much relate to on the river that was teaching me and mentoring. Awesome. Uh, who was that, Julie? Her na- yeah, her name is Shelly Nielsen. 
And she, she actually, um, she's not guiding anymore. She probably guided for almost 20 years. Uh, she works as a, a wilderness therapist now, uh, in Durango. So, okay. yeah. Right on. But my company, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool for me to go to that company because in Colorado, because <laughs> like literally I had this moment of, oh, wow, there's girls out here that are like me. And so, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, <clears throat> what, uh, I, I guess, uh, the next thing we'll, we'll kind of go into is, is, yeah. um, raft racing and, and yeah. kind of your hobbies, your interests, but, you know, I mean, for a girl from Nebraska, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, know you, you, you didn't have, I mean, I, I, I grew up around water. I grew up in Florida, but I grew up going to summer camp, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I learned to canoe. And it was kind of, of, of a uh, progression, um, you know, that led me in, uh, to guiding, uh, mm-hmm. and then eventually did, did some racing. I haven't done as much racing as you have, but, um, talk, tell us, you know, tell us about that whole progression. About how I got into racing. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember Farrah Fine? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Farrah came back after the world was held out here. And what that was like 2001. Uh And uh, she, she was working out here before I was, and she came back to Colorado and said, Julie, I've got this thing that you're going to love to do. (laughs) And I was like, what's that? And she told me all about it. And so we entered, there's a lot of like a little local races all over. Um, the states you know and so we entered a local race and she she was like i entered it for the swag and i entered it because i was <laughs> yeah she wanted to get the free t-shirt and free stuff and yeah. uh, i entered it because i actually wanted to win and so yeah it was it was kind of pretty cra- it was pretty crazy when we first started because there just weren't a whole lot of uh female teams and there was the usa team that was based out of Vale, and i just i didn't know how to be a, a part of that uh, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't have their their skill set, and I did not live anywhere close to them, and I was very quiet and shy, and so I didn't know how to let them know that I was also very competitive, <laughs> and that I'm like very dedicated, and that'd be very good. So yeah, I, I spent a lot of years actually just trying to make my my own team. Um, gosh, when did I start? Like 2002, and it almost became like a joke on the river that I would be bringing the all girl team and they would make fun like some of the guys would be like oh you have to have a vagina to be on julie's team (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yes you do yeah (laughs) that is true were you were there uh women's competitions or at the time or was it all i mean just like one class or were you know were you i mean how did that work yeah, no, there weren't women's, um, it was just one class and it was yeah. super frustrating to go right. and compete with an all women's team because as much as I really want to believe that, that, um, sometimes, and sometimes we are stronger or just as fast. Don't get me wrong, but it, we, some, some guys pull some kind of shit out of their ass when they're not really happy <laughs> by a bunch of girls. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, and, but they do. And, oh boy. Um, but, but yeah, it's, there weren't really that many, there weren't really women's teams. Um, and I just, for some reason, wanted an all women's team and didn't want to be a mixed team. But yeah, um, there was at like a, at like a international level, like, like for winning nationals, obviously there was the Vail women's team who was the USA team, but beyond that and beyond the teams that I would kind of throw together and maybe a couple other girls, there just wasn't a whole lot of longevity for for that for women it might just be just because there weren't well you guys know <laughs> it's mostly uh white water is a kind of a male dominated sport yeah so um finding a bunch of girls or women to do this with you is was actually kind of hard there for a while to do it it's, but yeah i forgot what we were, where we we're going with that <laughs> no no it's, it's okay <laughs> no i mean uh i uh you know, what, what little bit I've raced, I mean, you know, there, uh, so what was my first race? I guess it was Gore, Gore Canyon, 2000, mm-hmm. 2005. 
Um, and there were, you know, there were only a, a couple of women's teams, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and there, there was, uh, quite a few teams that were mixed, you know, there, yeah. there was, um, men's and women, you know, men's and women's, you know, mixed teams. Um, and, uh, we, we got, it was funny cause we got my team, which was all guys from, uh, Durango, uh, mm-hmm. where I, I, I worked that summer. I think we got seventh place in the citizens race in the in the citizens race, but we <laughs> we beat the girls <laughs> in the, <laughs> in the nationals race, which was because that nationals was out there that year, and we actually we actually beat the girls and um you know um forget who the captain of the team was in uh, the women's team the U.S. women's team, but. Uh, basically it was, you know, all the guys I was racing with were all really good friends with them. And actually one, one of, uh, I guess it was one of their sisters or, you know, girlfriend or something was on that team was the captain. And we ended up, Ah. we ended up beating them on time. We didn't race them specifically, but we, and they were, (laughs) they were pretty mad about it. These guys just showed up from Durango and we, you know, none of us said, hardly ever seen Gore Canyon, which, mm-hmm. which is the, the shit in Colorado. I mean, as far as racing goes, it's crazy. Yeah, um, that was, that was, I might've been there that year. That I was, was wondering my first, if you were. That was my first national race too, was Gore Canyon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With, with you know, like not, not an off the couch, but yeah. uh, we, it was, it was the national race and, you know, we practiced like once a week for a while <laughs> yeah yeah we just threw it together and came up there you yeah know? but uh but i was wondering if you I, I ju- it just popped in my mind i'm like i wonder if julie was there i've never asked her so. yeah well julie so com- in contrast to you know so that was what what year oh one Two- did you say like 2005 is 2005 so yeah. contrast like what's what's that what's it like today I mean, are there, I mean, there are events, I know we just were at the Ocoee River Championships and I guess it was, I don't know if they were different divisions. They actually had a, they actually had a, a women's That's division. what I thought. Yeah. 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 So what's it, what's division. it like today for, for those competitions? Right. So for, well, I'm actually stoked to hear that they had a men's and women's division in that, like in local races, a lot of times in the local races, they don't have men's and women's divisions. So kudos kudos to them for doing that that was all that's awesome but on a like an international level or for nationals there's definitely men's and women's divisions and I think um one thing I'm starting to see is that you know racing is is at least from my perspective is becoming more of of its own unique thing um where it's not just putting together a team and going and doing the downriver and hucking your shit as fast as you can um, there's actually people actually go out and, and train a little bit more to uh, compete because at, inter- at the international competition, there are four events and all those four events. And I think you guys did a podcast with Link going to Australia. Is, is that correct? Did you guys do that? Talk yeah. Worlds there? Yeah. 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 yeah, we did. We can't yeah. remember. <laughs> that was many beers ago. Did he do yeah, that? I was gonna say <laughs> ten beers into it. But but yeah, so now there's like there's there's like four events and so you get points for each of those events and then the total of the points wins the overall event. And I'm just like like even right now I'm starting to see um some women's teams starting to get more rooted and started and I really hope that they keep going, especially I've been kind of watching the ladies out on the Akoe, um, and kind of forming some teams and starting to get really interested in, in racing. And so I hope I get to see them, uh, at like national competitions cool. more than just the Akoe or championships. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely. And, and so the other thing, you know, I don't know if, if we were leading there, but I, what my question was going to be, you know, you had this idea that you liked, uh, or, or you know, you're interested in this, this, you know, I guess the USA team, um, but you didn't know how to get involved. I mean, did you just kind of build a name for yourself by having your 
your own women's team? And I mean, how did that, how did that work out? Cause you eventually, I guess it led you there. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> That's actually a really good question. It's something that I, I think about a lot and a lot of people ask me because they don't know how to start teams. I think I just really liked racing and so I would always convince somebody to race. And so because I was always racing, I was I was building a name for people to come talk to, to be on a team yeah, yeah. back then. And then what has since happened is I, I still love racing, <laughs> to, you know, whatever, however many 10 years later. And um, so my raft race team that when I, gosh, like in 2011, I really got a little bit more um, involved with like regular training so that we could actually compete with the USA women um, that were going. And so uh, that team was called the red ladies. And then that kind of (laughs) grew kind of out of control. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't know if like, I guess I don't think of it as building a name for myself, but I suppose other people probably do but I don't know that I have a method to my madness. I just really like to go out there and go fast. So I'm, I'm imagining like, you know, Rocky and there's the USA women's team and then there's your team and then there's a face off. <laughs> you challenged them. I don't know. Did that ever happen? Did you take them on? Did you beat them? Did you? Did y'all do head to head? So was there? <laughs> I I so wish that the Rocky theme song was playing. Did in my James Brown come out and? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, that we we had a little face off in 2013. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we and and Patrick's trying to say something. Yeah, we had a little face off and and we won and we won pretty soundly. Um, I knew it. Yeah, we were lucky though. We were like running my the the sections of the river that I knew. So nationals happened to be on the Royal Gorge section that year. I got I got one word for you, Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all were like yeah. Rocky training <laughs> in Russia. Yeah. yeah, they they had gotten. Yeah, they they, yeah. Had, they had their their stuff was too easy. Sorry, sorry <laughs> to get you off there. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was that little face off. We won, and then we be- my team became the USA team, and that I had helped form. And Boom. Yeah. So In there was like face, a little handoff. USA, old USA. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, there, and there's a there's a process with raft racing, and you know you don't just I mean. You don't just go to the World Rafting Championships. <laughs> but wait a second. Unless you're the Team West Virginia Masters Men's. Uh, no. Um, but wait a minute. So you're telling me you literally, like, you raced the Team USA, and then it, for lack of better terms, you, you took the belt. <laughs> you yeah. took it away. Yeah. You're like, we're now the team. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's actually what happened. We, you know, it's funny because like some of my current teammates right now, because we had a little, we had a little tip, we broke up, now we're back together. But we <laughs> laugh about it because I used, I used literally, we would get up at three in the morning to drive over to Breckenridge to go paddle in a pool to train so that we could beat these girls. And I like, we would do it like more than once a week. I would, <laughs> I would make them. And uh, yeah, very that's, that's, that's very Rocky esque. Yeah, that's what I knew. Oh, yeah. I knew that happened. I mean, they were running up snow covered <laughs> peaks and you know, <laughs> carrying rafts, carrying logs, carrying you know, like across the Arctic, 16 person raft solo through the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely paddled in the snow. What we paddled in the snow. When it how was, how, how is it to paddle a raft through snow? Cold. <laughs> it's not bad you know you just you know you well when if you're racing if you're race paddling you're just you're going really hard so you don't really notice how cold you are till the end now do you, do you use paddles that are like snowshoes or um <laughs> we were paddling like that not that kind of paddling through the snow there's snow but we had to put the like to get the boat into the river we had to go through like Area, like large areas of snow. Yeah, drifts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there was a little face off. We won and 
Now I just keep working to try to get more teams involved in raft racing because I think it's pretty awesome. So yeah, that's um, what I've been doing. So what what about your role? Uh, let's talk about um, the U.S. Rafting Association. And, yes. Um, you know, as b- being the like the governing body for raft racing in the United States. Mm-hmm. But um. You know what? Who's who's on who's on? Yeah, who who is who is that composed of? Right. So, for probably about five or six years now, we've been really working hard to get people from all areas of the United States. So right now, we've got a few couple folks: Joe Bestom and Mike Cassie from West Virginia, um, and then we've got John Anacito, Matt Norfleet, and, and myself from Colorado and then from Oregon, Shaggy McLaughlin and yeah. Jen Chalesvik. I'm not sure. I feel bad not knowing how to say her name. Yeah. And then Trey Nolman. Um, as far as I know, that's who's on the board. I just, I kind of took a little sabbatical and, and just rejoined again. So um, doing the social media, I'm trying to get some word out, more word about raft racing. Cool. Right on, right on. So that's that's what you're doing now: social media, marketing, coordinating, and all that. Right, right. I just started doing it uh, in the last month or so, so um, I'm just about ready to make a plan. I've just been kind of posting sporadically and gathering content, um, but yeah, my hope is to kind of get the word out there because it it kind of sucks to go to nationals and have only one or two teams that you're competing against. I feel um, you. Yeah. <laughs> or, or no team. <laughs> or no teams. Like, it ensures your win, so that part's cool. But at the same time, like, the whole point of competition is to actually compete. So, yeah. <laughs> so, well, on, yeah. on that note, what – so for the years that you've competed with USA you know, on that team, what has been y'all's best – you know, finish on, on the, uh, in some of the national, international uh, competitions. Right. The highest we finished overall is fifth. That's where we're at. We're kind of in that fifth, sixth range, seventh range, depending on how many teams. Sometimes there's only about nine or 10 teams, and sometimes there's 16, 17 teams, but we're generally about middle of the pack. And how, how does, and Link may know this too, but I, I just never, I, I don't know. I mean, how does the U.S. do in those? I mean, are we competitive? Does it just depend on the year? Or, or are there certain countries that just, that's their thing? And is it like China that's dominating? I mean, or what's going on? Is it the crazy Russians <laughs> running down? She, she, does, she knows better than I do. You know sure. what I mean? Like, like over, over you know, time. say over the last like <clears throat> 10, 20 years. I mean, what have right. we do? Uh, for the last 10, 20 years, it's been kind of, in my opinion, kind of stagnant. We've been having, we've been struggling moving out of that mid finish range. Um, I, I, and I don't really know the reason for that exactly, but what I can tell you is the teams that are, I mean, yeah, Russia's doing well. They, I, I think that they're supported by the government to, to train <laughs> Japan also does really well. And, uh, the Kiwis are always yeah. incredible both the men's and women's um in, in all of the categories in china i mean god those those guys at in australia oh, china's only showed up like at the like two or three times they well, well i mean it. i mean but they're just like wow you know they're they're really impressive they uh, were considering yeah. considering how long they've been competing uh that they're you know they're they're really awesome them and uh brazil did, yeah, did the uh, China, oh. did the Chinese teams have like cheap knockoffs of our nice boats? <laughs> I I don't really know because at, at worlds they they might at worlds they um at worlds they they provide boats by whatever country is hosting. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so and, we're all, and most of our boats are made there anyway. In so. China, I, I, yeah, I don't do well with the circuit. All the people. <laughs> um, and that's men's and women's. You're saying, like, on, as far as that goes, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As far as yeah, as, as far, far as, as our, our 
Yeah, yeah. It's Great awesome. Britain, the women, uh, women from Great Britain tend to do really well. They've got a couple of, at least one Olympic kayaker, I think, on their team. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, like the Czech men do really well, and a lot of those guys start off with having done, like, competed in in C one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's kind of what helps them be really good at slalom and river reading and stuff like that. Oh, the Czech women do really well too. So. Yeah. Well, on, on that note, you had mentioned earlier, or maybe before we started, some of your when you're not rafting or racing mm-hmm. or guiding, that you do you do a little kayaking. I do a little kayaking. All I try right. to have time to kayak. Kansas would my friend Kansas wished I went out more. But yeah, I do a little bit of kayaking, and I, I bought a stand-up paddleboard, but I think that's for lakes, <laughs> not, <laughs> not for rivers. Yeah, tra- that's, that's good training, you know, good flat water training, you know, working, yeah. working both sides of your body, paddling on either side. Yeah, yeah. I, I think kayaking helps with racing, too, in general, because it gives you like just a more intimate feel of the river. So I, I, I think that having had kayaked more than what I have done the last couple of years, I used to kayak quite a bit. It actually helped me read water a little bit better for sure. Yeah. 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 I, um, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, so, um, you know, moving just, just kind of a segue from raft racing is, you know, um, uh, you know, what it's, what it's done with, uh, your leadership style, you know, and, and, um, you know, how, how it's helped form that. What do you, uh, you know, what, how do you feel about that? <laughs> how do I feel about that? Uh, <laughs> I don't well, know if I, that's the right way to say that, but <laughs> let me, let me formulate my thoughts here. Um, so what I think, raft racing does specifically for me but for women in general is that it kind of brings women together in a small group and then um, you are able to support each other and be there for each other and encourage each other in a way very different than when you are not there in that one little group Um, because as as you guys know it's just we're still in a male-dominated sport and so finding um, people that look like you or you know, that kind of act like you or that are like you to be mentors for you in this outdoor industry is is kind of hard. But when you're raft racing, it kind of, you all get to be there in the same Mm -hmm. boat. And, and what I found is that through raft racing, it's kind of introduced me to a lot of very inspirational women. (laughs) Um, And, and uh, sometimes they think that I am, but I, I don't think it's, it's not as much as like, some of the women that I've been around and it has encouraged them to kind of stretch their limits a little bit and um, go out and do other things that aren't necessarily related to, you know, whitewater and do really well at them. You know, just like, for example, Joe Bass, just, I don't know that it was raft racing. I think she was always pretty determined, <laughs> but like, you know, Joe Bass is a flight nurse now and Joe Bass races for, or used to wait race for the, um, suites of the East. I think yeah. she might start again. And yeah. And some of the girls that I've been around, like they, they've just been inspired to, um, really go after their dreams a little bit more and have that, that support, um, from this community might be the best way to say that. Yeah. Well, I know that you're really humble and and that you downplay your, you know, I mean, you you, you are a positive role model for a lot of people. So, um, you know, and that's that's really important. Like just like you had you had you looked up to other people, other people look up to you. So and that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, th- well, thank you. <laughs> you know, the. That's a that's a hard thing I think sometimes for women to like grasp. It's hard to go into this really, but I'm going to really quickly. There was I remember some point in my career when I was rafting that I realized I was people were actually looking up to me. And it was like this weird pressure that I had that I was like, 
why are you looking up to me? I'm still learning. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing, but I guess that's just something that we all kind of go through. And I had to learn to embrace that a little bit and figure out how to, how I was going to show my leadership ability, I guess. And that was probably through raft racing and starting teams and being a coach and, you know, getting, getting women together so that then they can have that experience that I had, which was to have that supportive environment. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, everybody needs <clears throat> positive influences, you know, and, uh, I know you've been, I know you've been there. Um, how, you know, to jump back just a little bit, yeah. how do you, um, uh, Tell us a little bit more about um, this year's nationals, this past year's nationals, 2019, which was R4 nationals, your R4 team, but also about the under 23 and under 19 teams. Yeah. So this last nationals was in Colorado. It was in August. It was R4. So that's a four person team. So they alternate yearly between R4 and R6. And it's based on what the world is going to be, whether it's going to be four person or six person. So this year, like I said, was R4. And um, there was 11 teams that showed up, which is awesome. There was at least one team in each category, which is awesome. Um, And for me, what was the best part was that the biggest competition was in the under 19 women's. There was a Sue Norman who raced on the U S women's masters team that just won gold in Argentina in 2018, start up, uh, set up an under 19 team in California and they made the travel to Colorado to compete. And those girls were, they're like the future. (laughs) And, um, then I had coached an under 19 girls team and, watching them absorb material and and things I was telling them, things that took my open team years to figure out they were doing in a week. And mm-hmm. it makes me very excited and I and I hope that it kind of uh keeps going actually. We also had the first under nineteen men's team show up or show up for all the races I will say um and they were based out of Canyon City and so I hope that that gains some some ground too that there'll be more teams in the future for both of them because you know at some point well this year you know I started a a women's master's team there's been women's master's teams before but um started one based out of Colorado you know, we're getting older. <laughs> it's getting harder to keep up. And I, you know, a lot of the open team, they're still in their thirties. So they're, they're looking good. But at, at some point, you know, I yeah. want the USA to, to win, um, not just be finishing fifth, sixth, seventh or whatever. And we can only do that with getting younger teams to show up and train and compete and learn about this, this whole sport. And, uh, so yeah, getting those girls started was great. And then I, I, uh, got an under 23, uh, team together as well. And the under 19, I trained the under 19 and the under 23 girls together, which was super helpful for the under 19 girls. Um, I think because I I helped that, I think it helped them with their victory overall because they had somebody to train and push them during their training every, every week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you need that. You need you need somebody to challenge you and, and to you know some something to gauge yourself off of even if it's you know seems unattainable it's, it helps to build that competition. Yeah, and you know, like just I don't know, if, probably people don't. Everybody knows this, but like the categories is under nineteen, so it's nineteen and under. Under twenty three, it's twenty three and under. Open is any age. And there's masters, which is 40 and over. And they've only had the masters under 19, under 23 in like the last like five or six years. But I don't think that a lot of people throughout the nation know that there's all these different categories that you can go and and compete at and go to worlds and represent the United States, which in and of itself is a pretty spectacular thing to go to a world competition representing your country, wearing the flag 
and um, yeah, kind of being a spokesperson. I mean, I, I know that you had that experience, and also just meeting all these other people from all these other countries that have uh, such a similar interest, whether it's racing or just being on whitewater or going yeah. to the tavern down there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it was it was uh, probably one of the <clears throat> greatest experiences of my life. I mean, you know, and like, man, how am I going to talk to these people from, you know, these, these guys or these, you know, from Russia or these, you know, these women from China. And in the end, we all spoke the same language. It was just, you know, we all, we all understood the river and, and uh, it was, it was neat watching everybody's uh, preparation or their, you know, how they, how they prepped to race, how they raced. And, you know, I mean, it, the, the level of competition was just, I'd, I'd never experienced anything like that, you know, and uh, like the Japanese with their whole, you know, grabbing the blades of their paddles and then paddling their boats with their T grips, you know, just right. like, and, and they're breathing and they're, you know, just watching them right. gather, gather up and like basically pray together you know, and, and just become this unit and dominate right. and dominate because of it. You know, I was just like, Oh my gosh. You're like what? And like, right. I'm looking over at our guys. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we, we did a lot Taking of bombing a nap, last night yeah. at, uh, at the Southern <laughs> Cross, but no, and you know, and then, you know, supporting you guys and y'all supporting us. It was, it was, it was awesome. I agree with you on that. It was, um, it was really cool for me to be in Australia to have uh, all of the teams that we had. I, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm glad that you that you guys entered in at nationals <laughs> and raced. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Well, what do you what do y'all think? Um, if there's, you know, you mentioned the that you had a number of people in the the under 19. Um, if there are young folks out there that want to do this, I mean, what do you think their first sort of step is how do they how do they get into this you know you you kind of didn't know either you know when you were starting and it's like how do you do it you just <laughs> right uh shoot from the hip and hope do you start as a raft guy do you start as a you know and... yeah right i um i think having a raft guide is helpful but eventually you have to have somebody that understands raft racing <laughs> So for me, it's just, it's just like making the contact, but also getting, if they're under 19, getting the parents support. That was the hardest part was getting, so the girls on my under 19 team are, the youngest one is 15 and the oldest one is Whoa. 18 and they're all still in high school. And <laughs> like convincing the parents that this was a good <laughs> idea sure. um, up until this year was hard. And so how it started this year was all the girls, they had parents that like to be on the river or their parents were former river guys yeah, yeah yeah and yeah and so then their parents got excited about it and then they contacted me and so then i just started basically like well if we want to win we better start practicing and what's cool about the high school students is that they understand um uh not a rhythm what's the word i'm looking for? consistency yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and and it's everything it's everything yeah, so they they do that because they're used to a schedule. So they showed up <laughs> every single practice and did exactly what I told them until we were done. And yeah, parents, they're used to practice. That makes sense. They're used to coach. practicing yeah. like any sport, and you just set a schedule, and you do this, and you do that. Right. And versus I could see how if you got – if you rounded up your, your friends that paddle, and it might be harder to – get them together can, in, <laughs> every week. Right. Right. In fact, that's a big conversation that I've been having with some of the girls from Tennessee is like, how do you get people to get together and train? And I, I honestly don't know the answer. If someone just starts, continue, keeps showing up, then they're a keeper. But, yeah, I haven't, I haven't competed like that, but I've, I've had, I've been a member of a few bands and it's a similar situation. You know? Right. <laughs> Hey, we're going to practice every week. Well, most of us are. Well, maybe we're not going to do it this week. And you know how it goes. You know, it's funny. I actually called uh, um, when I was asking for advice on how to get my teammates to show up. I, I talked to someone that 
runs a band that is in band. <laughs> I was like, how do you do this? And um, she didn't have great answers either. They yeah, still have a keeper. And I have beer, yeah. which, by the yeah. way, let's see, I'm, I'm cracking into wow. now my not so great beer. And I really want to trade Link because he's cracking and he just got to his best beer. <laughs> but, see? you know, I don't know. Mine's still pretty good. Yeah. And my alarm keeps going off here in, yeah, in that, our house for yeah. some reason. Somebody's breaking in. Hey, uh, Ida. They want to know more Ida, about podcasting. Wanna, yeah, Ida, you want to <laughs> we'll see who's trying to break in the house there? That's right. Well, uh, um, <clears throat> that's that's pretty amazing. I, I didn't know um, I didn't know you had them that young, and that's it's got to be tough. I mean, just from the maybe the. Um, the discovery phase of <laughs> how do you how do you find kids that want to race rafts? You know, right? Uh, I mean, the the organizational part I think is is already there once once you find them. You know? Yeah. Especially if they're in any kind of you know uh, sports at school or anything like that, they're used to being coached, and that part right. pretty pretty easy. But just finding them has got to be tough. I mean. Yeah, I usually, and I think this is across the board. I usually start with one, and then I tell them to invite their friends because they like to be with their friends. Sure, right. And and they're more likely to show up if they're having fun with their friends, and they can. That's a great way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like my under nineteen girls, two of the girls knew each other from Salida, and two of the girls were friends and teammates in Cotopaxi, and they didn't know each other. And then I kind of force them to be on a team together but also like they they ran out of people and so like that's where I was able to come in and say all right you've got two people over here that should have got two people over here okay we're gonna go make friends because that's also what a team is a team isn't just always all of your friends you can't become friends right yeah the team um as well so well yeah no different than us guiding I mean you know we didn't Mm -hmm. we didn't know each each other both before we met and you know we we met through guiding and then we i mean you know like i wouldn't want most of my regular friends <laughs> guiding with me on a river you know and i i would definitely want you and i want others mm-hmm. you know out there over you know certain people but um no yeah. that's pretty cool and you know i mean it's it's really kind of a tough sport to be in because of how vast, how, how big our country is. Yes. And having so many different regions of, of whitewater, whereas most other countries, there's only one region. You right. Know, and, and most of those countries are smaller or they're funded by their government. So it's much more condensed con- or concentrated. And anybody interested is in that s- spot. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all connected. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you said about like the checks, I mean, they're some of the best paddlers in the world because I mean, it, and it doesn't matter what they paddle. They're just, they're competitive and that that's what they do. Yeah. You know, and they're also funded by their, you know, I think the checks are funded by the government. So, you know, they, they're, they're paid to train. Sure. You know, they're paid to train and race or they're, at least sent to race that way. Um, well, so do you think, whereas we, we have to raise our money. Yeah. But do you think it's a sort of a growing sport or do you think it's just kind of going to continue to be a fringe kind of sport, you know, compared to other things? I mean, it's not going to become basketball, but I mean, but, but uh, I don't know. I mean, well, even comparing it to say kayaking, what do you think? Mm. You know what I, I mean? Think, like, yeah, there's a lot yeah. Of- yeah, I think it's hard to grow it as a sport because um, it's very foreign. You know, remember a dodgeball? <laughs> and, he, and he had that <laughs> magazine called Obscure Sports Quarterly. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I think rock racing is. That's where you are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I still think that there's opportunity for growth. It just, you know, we just need people that are interested in it to gather their friends and 
and uh it's an international sport yeah i mean it's an international it's, sport it's all over the world and it's and it's growing you know i mean well, uh, the, the thing we think i mean just from a casual perspective i guess it, it seems to us that like the small raft like private boater rafting seems to be growing i mean i don't know if that if that could impact it like the people yeah, I'm not We're getting more. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I mean, you maybe know, it's not. It, it could help. I mean, but rafting, raft racing in general, I mean, you know, some of the best aren't even raft guides. They're just paddlers. They're, yeah, they're, they're C, C1 paddlers or OC1. They're kayakers. They're, they're just competitive. And, you know, it's, uh, I had a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. Sometimes it's, you know, I, I've always said it's the worst fun I've ever had, you know, <laughs> especially when I raced Gore. That was just like, I thought I was going to die. I thought <laughs> my, my heart was going to explode as we, and, and that's before we ever got to Gore Rapid, you know, <laughs> which is like really early into the run, you know, and I was like, right. I, there's no way I can make it through this. And, and we did it. You know, and it's just, um, but it, it's it's great fun. And, and what we found at the Okoye River Championships last year was uh, because we ended up, you know, s- several of the last boats ended up kind of running head to head. It was the crowd favorite. Yeah. People, cool. people weren't that interested in watching kayaks and slalom games. Yeah. You know, the same line over and over and over again. Yeah, they cheered and but when it came down when it came time for those rafts to run together, when those rafts ran together, or during like the ducky second only to the ducky cross. The ducky cross, <laughs> which was a lot of fun, which was so much fun this year. Um yeah, the crowd got into it. And that's that's what I think, you know, we we need to push for. Uh because it it is. It's a it's a great it's a great, you know, team activity, and you know there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of team sports in in the Olympics. You know, I mean there there are there's there's a lot of them, but there, are, you know, there's far more. I th- I don't know. We'll have to look into that as far as the individual sports go. Um, but there there aren't many team sports that are this aggressive and active. You know, and that's that's what I think is unique about it. Well, you know, and when you say aggressive and active, like you're like most of the times you're racing either time or you're racing another raft, but you're also like um, working with the river. And I think that's what makes uh, it so exciting as well, because, you know, I've seen the U.S. men in slalom flip because they were all trying to make a gate. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty exciting for people to see is, is oh, definitely it's unfortunate for them but like but it's yeah. also really exciting too and yeah i didn't hear what you got my my phone went on pause because it told me it was my my it's my bedtime oh yeah, yeah it is <laughs> well that's a good sign we we're kind of at the end of our time here together but uh but thank you julie so much for joining us tonight and hopefully our technology will work out um any parting thoughts before we get into uh just our upcoming events y'all i no well thank you for letting me talk about this because i i'm i'm very passionate about it and about raft racing in general and i really want um it to grow a little bit because i know we were talking about growth in this last part but i i really want more people to get involved and to come and race so um yeah i'll be looking out for um nationals next year because nationals will probably be in the springtime and so you know right about now is when you want to think about getting teams together and then training for such an event so you can be team usa that'd be my parting thought no that's awesome is there a website or or a or social media group we can plug yeah um so instagram is usa i think it's underscore rafting and it's usaraftassociation.com is the usra site website and then the facebook page is also united states rafting association and you can go on those places and and look for updates to find out when nationals is Um, we usually make an announcement 
for such a thing and also just follow along some of the USA teams too, what they're doing. Um, because like some of the, like the men's team did a whole like grand Canyon speed. Um, they're trying to break the record and, uh, they had, we had some stuff on there about them and. Did they, um, did they do the, uh, did they do that again yet? Did they? No, they haven't done that again. Whatever. Re, re, retry that or. No, no, they didn't retry it. Okay. Yeah. And then the USA women's team, we're going to the Budalafu for the World Cup in March. So, yeah, you can definitely follow along or just even write if you're interested in learning about it. Yeah. um, And the the U.S. Men's Masters from last year. Yes, Men's Masters. Might also be going. We've we've put our names in the pot. Stay tuned. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That would be exciting, Link. We could go into two events. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, the only thing I have to say is is, uh, it's been awesome, you know, talking to you, uh, especially on here, and just, you know, hope to help help you, help you, uh, and, you know, USRA help you guys out by – you know, raising awareness and, and getting people involved and getting people into raft racing. Yeah, I think and, you're, yeah, likewise. And, you're- sorry. And, and, and hopefully, you know, build more interest in whitewater rafting in general. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Agreed. Well, well, thanks again, Julie. We appreciate it. And we'll, uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll, you can uh, uh, chime in here as. <laughs> If there's anything coming up, we're going to go through some local events okay. uh, here on the calendar. Uh, first thing up is, I guess it's this coming weekend, um, which will be October 26th. Uh, Saturday is Noctoberfest, and that's N-O-C-toberfest. So that's at uh, NOC. It's going to be noon to five and all kinds of stuff going on. So, yeah, if you want to go up there and do the – do the costume contest, pumpkin pursuit, and all that kind of stuff. It'd be fun. I think you collect. I think they throw a bunch of pumpkins in the river, and uh, they see how many people can, uh, how many you can bring back. So, uh, yeah. So that's coming up this weekend. Uh, next up there, Link. Yeah, this weekend also is um, uh, Russell Fork Rendezvous um, up in uh, Kentucky. And it starts basically Thursday night, goes through Sunday, uh, Thursday, October 24th through Sunday, the 27th. And uh, Whitewater releases on the Russell Fork are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Lord of the Fork race is on Saturday and the awards for the Lord of the Fork race are on Saturday night. Um, and then there's live music, um, maybe all, maybe Friday and Saturday night, but definitely Saturday night, uh, three great bands playing to them that I know, um, the river funk and groundhog gravy. All right. And I'm seeing pictures on social media. People are already out there. So it's already, something's already happening. I mean, not officially. I'm saying people are out there. Um, on the yeah. Floor. Yeah. Pe- people have been running. It, it's, it's been running the last couple weekends. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, and then um, coming up, the first three weekends of November are uh, is fall Tallulah season. So, um, yeah, uh, 500 CFS on Saturday releases, and Sunday is uh, 700 CFS is the higher flow release. And then on uh, November Saturday, November 2nd, we got the green race. Yeah, the green race. Uh, yeah, up uh, North Carolina here, and Link uh, trying 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 to get together a couple people to uh, paddle in R one in or S one, however they want to go. Uh, you know, paddle some rafts in and watch the race, and uh, then run gorilla afterwards. <laughs> All right. I saw some hubbub about that on uh, on on Facebook this week. Yeah, this is Link had an old Link had a <laughs> uh, an old video, and then some uh, some back and forth. So interesting. Um. All right. Up next, there. I'll let you talk about the uh, yeah the Tulu uh, Gorge race on uh, Saturday, November 9th. Um, it's pretty much um, uh, downriver time trial, um, kayak and and or canoe race. Um starts at the bottom of the steps and uh, goes to uh, 
goes to the end uh, of gorge there. Um, and then um, <clears throat> they will not allow recreational paddlers to enter the gorge until after the race. So that day is the same day of the last Chioa release on Saturday, November 9th. So good reason to just, uh, you know, if you don't want to wait in line uh, to get down the stairs at Tallulah, just go on over to Chioa, run it, and then come back and run Tallulah on Sunday. All right, that's it. I'm sure there's some other stuff going on, and uh, we gotta we gotta find out uh, all the all the upcoming things over the winter. So that's a wrap, folks. Yeah. What do you think? Thanks again, Julie. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Awesome. Take care. Thanks. All we'll right. see y'all out there. Talk yep. to you soon. Yeah. Have a good night. Gonna get drunk and I